man, what a great day to be an eagle. Mercy. All right, Aggie Nation, well, uh, a big win, uh, a big win, right? 31 to 10 over the Auburn Tigers. Uh, having a great season here, Cody, at, at nine and three. Um, New Mexico State, that is. I mean, well, welcome to Aggie Talk. Uh, and, you know, uh, Cody, I mean, what can you say about about this uh this team in the season so far, right? Playing for a Conference USA Championship is what we wanted. Matt, 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 we're, we're, we're a Southern podcast. Have you? Oh, have, this is Gata talk. You, have you jumped the bandwagon on the New Mexico State? I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to. It's always going to be Hill Southern and no place else. But uh, honestly, uh, this is one of those moments where it's like, man, why, why do I have to care so much? I know. Um, but yes, this is the Georgia Southern Fame Podcast. This is Gata Talk, and unfortunately, we aren't beating Auburn. Uh, we just lost our third straight game. Um, just lost our first game um, at home all season, uh, losing to Old Dominion twenty to seventeen. Um, things aren't going well right now, Cody. And unlike New Mexico State and um, and you know other other teams that are. Having a lot of success this year. Um, we're, we're not very good at football right now, um, no. and it's, it's really frustrating. It's very frustrating, um, considering the start that we had and how we've looked in previous games um, prior to November. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating is, is the PG term for it, <laughs> to say the least. Others on Facebook, and I'm sure on the uh, GSU fans as well, has probably had other uh, colorful words to describe our feelings in the last three weeks. But... No, this was the talk. This was we talked exactly about the worst case scenario after the Georgia State game and how important it was to come out in November and to make a point and to prove that we could win late in the season, um, and that we would still be in contention for the Sun Belt East, which obviously we're not now, um, and that the worst possible thing to do is to not win a game in November, and that's what it's looking like is going to happen, and as we talked about and discussed that if that was the case, that seats would get hot, that fans would not accept this and that, um, that people will be fuming, um, about how a season with such great hope and promise, uh, just collapsed. Yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah, just faded away, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so welcome to Gata Talk. We do want to thank our sponsor, uh, Can Cut Tools. Um, go check them out. You you know the deal by now. Premium drill bits and cutting tools. Uh, we all we thank uh, Andy Thompson, owner there, um, alumni, and uh, Georgia Small Business. So uh, go support that, right? Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, depending on when you're when you're listening to this, um, it is Thanksgiving week, um, and uh, yeah, it's Saturday. Too. App, App State Week, Hate Week, uh, we'll certainly talk about that and, you know, what we'll need to do to, to salvage 
this regular season and salvage uh, the month of November um, by hopefully, you know, once again playing spoiler um, to uh, the Mountaineers up there in Boone. Um, but uh, Saturday is Small Business Saturday, so so definitely go support small businesses, including CanCut, so you can go check them out at uh, CanCut.com. That's K-N-K-U-T.com. Uh, so, Cody, you know, this game, Old Dominion, was, it was rough. I mean, it, like, we, we knew, we knew the crowd probably wasn't going to be there, especially the students, because it is Thanksgiving week, um, they're off all week, so, and, and honestly, it was a pretty tough sell, and I'm sure the ones that (laughs) decided to stay probably aren't super happy with their decision, and the ones that decided to go home and watch it on TV or, or wherever they were, um, you know, or, or probably happier with that decision. Um, cause that was a hard football game to watch. Um, I watched it from afar in Colorado on ESPN plus you were there in person watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably arguably the worst offensive performance, um, of the year, obviously, you know, against, um, you know, Wisconsin, we didn't look great with all the turnovers, um, against JMU, you know, we didn't score a touchdown until, um, you know, garbage time there at the end. Uh, but those are two, you know, one's a power five team having a decent year and then, and JMU is JMU. So, uh, that's not old dominion. <clears throat> and this was also at home in the friendly confines of Paulson stadium. And we were just completely inept on offense and it was a tough, tough watch. Yeah, no, we, this is definitely the worst. The offense has looked all season at home. Um, <clears throat> and you know, everybody was very surprised by it. You mentioned the home. <laughs> the home crowd, yeah, it was a little thin, uh, thinner than normal. Uh, but that's what happens when you go from such a great high of beating Georgia State to losing the next two and playing yourself right out of conference contention. Um, not to say that it's justified, but when you lose two in a row, you kill the momentum that you had. Um, yeah, going you're not going to get no. the students to no, stick around. You're not, not going to get the other the other fans, right? You're going to get so. people like you, the season ticket holders and the diehards. But I mean, you're going to lose all those in between. So yeah, you just are. You are when you when you're putting a product out on the field consistently, so, like we've seen. Yeah. So no, but to get back to the offensive woes, no, the, this is obviously the worst offensive game that we played um, at home, and it it. Whew, I'm going to start off with a positive, and because because they because we're going to spend a lot of time on offense and special teams, but defense. I thought defense played their butts off in this game. I thought they that they went up against a tough offense to prep for and did really, really well. The ODU rushing attack, even though they don't rush it a lot, is very effective at times. Go back and watch their game against JMU. They're really one of the few teams that actually ran successfully against JMU's defense. Um, and that's with JMU being fully healthy um, on their defensive front. That was prior to Green getting hurt. So I thought defense overall played great. Um I'm not going to fault them um, or blame them for that last drive. They shouldn't have been in that situation at all. If you told me, Matt, prior to the game that ODU was only going to have 20 points, I would say we would have beat them by, I don't know, at least three touchdowns, if not if not more. Yeah. Um, I should say three touchdowns. 100%. Let's, just say, let's just say three scores. But, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, it, we it should have been a blowout. out. We gave the – even though we didn't get a turnover, we had – we gave the offense several opportunities to put points on the board to separate the game and they failed. And that failure is a lot of talk amongst our fan base as to who's responsible 
what they should do to those responsible parties and how the football team moves forward. Um, I've seen anger as high up as to Jared Binko, and I've seen anger, obviously, to the offensive coaching staff, Ellis, and the assistant uh, coaches included. So uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, it's tough as a fan. It's probably even tougher if you're a player and, and a coach. Um, you started off great, and now you're in a situation to where you're – if you lose to App, we essentially could finish last in the East Division which is unfathomable okay. thinking about this yeah. just three weeks ago. Marshall holds the tiebreaker. Yeah. We were sitting there right, right in the, in the hunt there at the top. Yeah. Now we find ourselves in the, in the bottom third of, of, of the East. Um, and, and yeah, Marshall wins. We loses, uh, we lose. Um, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're in last place, which That's is crazy, crazy yeah. to think about. That is, that is unfathomable to think about. Um, but, with that being said, reality is reality. We are where we are because we put ourselves in that situation. So I guess the big question, Matt, is when it comes to offense, or do you want to start with offense or do you want to start with special teams? Which one? Yeah, I had a couple quick stats on offense okay. uh, just to kind of frame it. Like 354 total yards. I don't know where that ranks on the season, but on the lower end. Um, and then 235 passing yards. Now you take away those last two passes, right, to McAfee, you know, a senior, great, great catches there for, for him. So definitely give him a shout out. Um, you know, that uh, first catch tied the game actually gave us at a 17. chance. Yeah, yeah, four, fourth and long, and, and he completes that uh, fourth and um, – uh, 18, I think it was, or fourth and eight, I guess it was fourth and yeah. eight. Um, and then 28 yards and then a 18 yard touchdown pass. If you take away, um, those two passes, we were 189 passing yards, uh, which I, I think was the lowest of the year. I mean, that's I'm just, pretty sure. that's just pathetic. Um, that's really for an air raid offense. Yes. Well, and, and, and one that, uh, passed the ball, um, what uh 35 times so uh, 35 attempts and 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 again you you take away two of those so 30 you know 33 attempts um and only 189 yards not good um and then uh just over 300 total yards offense if you take away those final two plays so um very very piss poor very poor um but yeah let's start with offense cody so so shoot your question um it wasn't really a question it's more well, I guess it is a question. <laughs> where where do you find the fault in 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 our in our woes? Not just the last three games, but really throughout the season, especially on the road of of this offense. Um, I don't think it's fair to point fingers at anyone. I think it's a shared thing, okay. as as it should be. Um, I mean, it, you know, most people are going to say, well, the coaches always starts with the coaches. And yes, I do. So I, Brian Ellis in that case, um, you know, having not only everyone, you know, indexes on, uh, on play calling and, and yes, that's obviously a huge part of it, but it's also like having a solid game plan in place beforehand. Um, and it's having the players ready. And mm-hmm. it's it's putting the players in in positions, knowing the strengths, knowing the weaknesses, knowing everything in between, and and putting putting your best hand on the table. Um, I don't think we've done that consistently all season. Um, I think you know this year we've had less uh, 
I think we've been less prepared offensively. It seems like, uh, um, like, you know, I think back to the ODU game last year, right. Where we go and almost 180, and we just run Jalen wide and we run right. And, um, because it, we, we took what the defense was giving us not seeing a lot of that this year, right? Like we're, we're, we're forcing things. We're doing head scratching decisions. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it just seems like we're less prepared. Um, Worse adjustments, second half adjustments haven't been there really all year. Um, you hope to see it against JMU. We were still in that game as as hard as it is to like remember back and and believe we were still in that game. Um, but uh, you know, it started to to have life there at the end of the the first half, um, and then the second half was worse than the first, right? <laughs> so, yeah. um, especially the third quarter, and we've had a lot of bad third quarters um, this year, um, in, including against uh, ODU. Uh, so. Uh, that was the deciding touchdown game in the third quarter for them. So um, it's, you know, uh, yeah, it starts with coaching, which is LS. And again, not just the play calling, but being prepared um, as far as, you know, the players on the field and who ultimately has decision on that. I don't know. I'm not behind closed doors. Um, is it Ellis's call? Can Helton veto it? You would think that the head coach can always have veto power, um, but Every, you know, organization is a little different. Um, you know, he can just say, hey, I trust my coaches. If he thinks this guy should be the quarterback, this guy should get X amount of carries um, as a running back, whatever it is, um, you know, then, yeah, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But um, it starts with coaching. I do think quarterback play has been bad. It's definitely uh, regressed since last year. I think offensive line play has regressed since last year. Um, I was looking up and have stats to support this. So we were um, right now we're averaging 31.27 points a game um, last year. And this is, I, I did look back to where we were at this point in the season um, with one game left, but <clears throat> we finished the season with 32.69 points a game. So a little over a point difference which is pretty significant um and then passing is is where well rushing and passing is where you really start seeing the difference so um average per game last year 136 yards rushing average per game 128 um and then passing uh just 300 uh per game this year uh last year with uh van Trees. We were uh, 329, 330, so 30, 30 yards more per game. So we've regressed. We've regressed on offense um, from year one to year two. I've seen a lot of chatter and people defending the coaching staff and defending just the entire situation saying, well, we're still in a transition. We're in a rebuild. We're going from an option offense or a run-heavy offense to the air raid. It's going to take time. Give Helton time to bring in his guys, blah, 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 all this. Well, how do you explain a regression from year one to year two? Shouldn't it get a little bit better? Shouldn't it be flipped? If it was flipped, you look at defense, and it flipped, 
right? I don't have those stats up in front of me, but like I, it, everybody knows just from w- watching the two seasons, right? It's it's <laughs> it's night it's night and day. Yeah. We're giving up less points yeah. per game. We didn't hold anybody to twenty points last year, right? Um, we would have won so many more games um, if if we did. And, you know, so the defense has gotten a lot better. No, they're not perfect, but, you know, they, they've, they've had improvement. We've regressed offensively, and that is a problem. Um, and that's not a rebuild. A rebuild, you get incrementally better every year, right? Bring in transfers, bring in uh, freshman recruits, um, installing, you know, more practices, installing the mindset, installing the playbook, all the things. Why are we getting worse? Um, yeah, and I feel like the majority of that of that regression has happened over the last three weeks, right? Like we weren't really talking about a regression of the offense year over year or from year one to year two. I think the eye test has regressed. After, after um, I think the Florida stats State. wasn't as noticeable. So the stats weren't as noticeable. Yeah. I mean, Bryn was through the first half of the season, he was putting up over 300 yards a game, right? And like, and, and probably averaging about what? Kyle did last year, including the interceptions, right? Again, Kyle mm-hmm. threw 16 last year. Um, so the eye test, it didn't quite look the same to me. And maybe, and maybe that's just like recency bias. Maybe that's just yeah, like, oh, I was no. used to what it was last year, and yeah. everybody, you and I included, thought that we were gonna take that leap and Brendan was gonna be that guy, and we were gonna like not only um meet the standard that we set last year but no well yeah yeah no right and there's been and we've talked about this too now i think that the eye test was has been there all season but at least when it comes to i think statistics like you just said at least through georgia state they they should have been pretty much similar maybe even a little bit better but eye test wise i think you're kind of right that even the sort of plays that get called last year and this year are, does do not seem to be um I don't say even close, but there's there's subtle differences, right? Like we don't have. I'd use the adjective like smooth. Yeah. Like it, it just seemed a lot more smooth. Yeah. There you go. The yeah. Right. Right. I mean, Chris, smooth, streamlined, like whatever you want to place on yeah. it. Like with with Kyle, it just seemed again he made mistakes. He threw sixteen interceptions. He he should have thrown more. Should have thrown twenty plus probably. He threw you know some 50-50 balls. He you know, um, but with with Bryn and with the offensive line and the protection that's uh, protections that we've seen um, drops. I, I feel like we've seen a lot more drops this year, um, and it all compounds right. Mm-hmm. Like it all builds on one another. You have a QB that makes it stay air and throw interception. Okay, bad. Then he makes like a, a pretty good throw, but you have a, a tip ball for interception, or you have a drop pass on a, on a big third third and long, um, or the the offensive line just breaks down and he gets hit before he can do anything. Right, like it's it's all a combination of stuff. But I I just feel like the offense was a lot more smooth and polished last year than the eye test shows this year. I that I think most of us would agree with. I don't I don't know if anybody would really disagree with that. Uh, which is weird considering that Kyle, as you've pointed out so many times on this show, came from an offensive system in Buffalo that was very run heavy, um, and he really had select time or select options when he threw the ball, right? Only certain down and distances where he threw the ball. Whereas Bryn came in from a, a more of a gunslinger offense at Tulsa, and just, yeah, right, it just has not looked as smooth, it has not looked as crisp as you would think or as you would hope. 
um, gets back into play calling, which is I feel like the play calling with Bryn has been more limited than what it was under Kyle Van Trees. Um, yes. I don't I, I don't see the the back shoulder throws as often as he did with Ventries. Nope. Um that were hidden stride, yeah, you don't that see was, the long slants or the medium slants. You don't see the wide receiver screens or the bubble screens um as much. I see a lot of curl routes, I see a lot of out routes, I see very few balls get thrown over twenty yards. Uh whereas with Kyle, you know, I felt like on any given pass play you were as uh, <laughs> the chance of him throwing it 50 yards down the field accurately was just as much as him throwing the wide receiver screens. And it really yeah. provided a, it really caused a defense to really have to cover all the field. Whereas I feel like now they can pretty much just sit back 15 yards and close everything in because yeah. it, it feels like we're playing a game of Madden. Yeah. Right? Like I'm yeah. like, I'm playing against my nephew. Who's like really good at Madden. And like, he was like ranked in the like top 100 and like the world. And so like, it's like really, really it's like, yeah. it's crazy. So like I go and sit down like and play with him and like, all I can do is like curl routes or like, you know, yeah. like, like, like things are like, it's coming back because that's like this, the safest thing or like a check down. Like I can like check, down to the running back and that is it and like maybe i get lucky and like you know shed a tackle and like and like break a big one or something um but like he's yeah like it, it's it, we're very predictable we're very predictable on offense um where i don't feel like we were last year and and sure you can make an argument of like well second year defenses are seeing it for the second time defensive coordinators are planning for it for a second time and there's something to that, but, but yeah, it like you, you go and watch games from last year and go compare them to, to Brandon and the settled offense this year. And it's just night and day of the development of plays, how quickly the plays develop and, and how quickly the quarterback gets rid of the ball, um, the progression and like not eyeing down receivers, every single play. Um, I mean, defense are jumping all over that. We're one di- we're like one dimensional on, on offense, right? Like it's, it's either there, or it's not And brand either. Like he early on in the season, he forced it, which led to all the picks. Um, now he's either throwing into the dirt or he's panicking and, and not throwing at all and taking a sack or trying to throw the ball away, sometimes not doing that even well. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that th- this this last game. I mean, he almost threw, threw a pick trying to throw the ball away. Um, and, you know, that's something you didn't really see out of Kyle a lot last year, and I think it was because he had more options. I think it was because Ellis was more comfortable with letting him go out there and, and sling it around the field to, to all of his all of his wide receivers and, and tight ends and running backs and everything. Yeah. Where now it's very like this is your guy, throw to him or not. Like that's that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and I think that's sort of kind of frustrating is that you mentioned the the two plays to uh McAfee at the end of the game and you're just like where has this been not just for this game, but really all season. You have not just McAfee, but you have Upshaw you have two huge men that can just take up a presence in the middle of the field to force defenses to have to account for them that should really open you up on the outside or open up other receivers and nothing. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I can't say, but at least from an outsider looking in, it looks like either they don't trust Bryn with some of the stuff in the playbook like they did with Kyle Van Trees, and I don't know if that's because of skill level. I don't know if that's because of um, the work that needed to be put in to learn the playbook just wasn't done and during the offseason and during the season, and now it's too late. 
um, to try to get that stuff practiced and, and fit into the system. But you're right. I think there's something has has gone awry with the offense. And Isn't it the coach's decision though? Like if that's the case, and you know that, wouldn't wouldn't you look to other options? Even if like even if talent wise they're not there yeah, yet, yeah, or I think even so, if like long term vision they're not going to yeah, be the no, guy. Yeah, see that's and and this is where I think it gets really difficult for coaches, right? Because let's say that you did do that. Let's just say you know game one, game two, you realize oh you know man we made you know we need to switch it up here. When you bring in French. You know, and then let's say French doesn't do that great, but you stick with him um, for him to learn and to get better throughout the season. It becomes, to me, a harder justification for Helton and for Ellis to say, hey, yeah, we had to go with a young guy because the transfer that we brought in, we just missed on him. We just we just missed on the recruiting aspect of it. We just It just didn't work out, and that opens up a whole new another can of worms that now they have to answer to which is well if you missed on him you know are you going to miss again and it, it just kind of snowballs from there so it, it i don't sort of know becomes, i mean i i get i, mean, I get different but, people would interpret that different if, if if that was the case and they came out and said that i'd be like yeah i mean yeah you swing and miss like it happens like free agency in baseball like all the time like you get guys like you can't trust like the sats and stuff that they did for like the white socks or whatever, you know, like you come in and, and they can, they can be awesome, yeah. you know, or, or they, they, yeah. And they have but, but college football isn't, isn't, you know, it's, it's a much more, um, less forgiving fan base. Right. I don't know if our fans would accept that. We have less chances to than, yeah. than like baseball, but like, yeah, no, I, 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 if it's consistent, then sure. Like if it's like, if we go out and like, we're talking five years from now, and every year we've brought in a one-year loner quarterback, and the only one we've hit on is Kyle Van Trees, and even then is still a guy that threw 16 interceptions and only won to six games. Yeah, that's a problem. But like, if it, you know, if 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 you go and, and get a guy that like on paper looked to be an upgrade on on Kyle, um, you know, and it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like not not all like you you do see it all the time across college football if guys go in good situations and bad situations and like yes a big part of it is on the coaches to do their due diligence and properly evaluate and okay. do the interviews and right but also on on the players for them to choose the right school yeah um you know like like you've brought up to me cody like james madison looked at davis brent they passed on davis brent why did they pass on him it's a, it's a great what question. do they see what do they see yeah what do they see but I, you know you 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 bring up that that sometimes you swing and miss it would that not still apply even in this situation? I mean, you're playing him. If you feel like he's better than French at this point and you're going to just go with him and roll with him, then, you know, do we still chalk it up to sometimes you just don't miss – sometimes you just don't hit on a recruit and, and you just got to, you know, move forward and say, hey, thanks, you tried your best, good luck with you. Um, I'd, I'd be fine with that, yeah, because, I mean, again, like, to me, we don't owe him anything. Like, you're you're giving him an opportunity – you're bringing him in. He's on scholarship. He got an NIL deal. I get it. It's not life changing money. Like, like, you know, he's sponsored by like the onion company or whatever. Right. Hey, like now don't like mess I, with no Vidalia onions. Hey, I, I love, I love, I love a good Vidalia onion. I don't, they don't even have them out here in Colorado. <laughs> um, but like, um, can't grow you know, Colorado. only in Vidalia. You, 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 there you go. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, he, you know, so he's getting money from that. He's on scholarship. Um, he's, I, I don't think he's a grad student. I think he's still an undergrad, but working on a degree. Um, you know, I, you, you bring him in, you give him that opportunity. Was he promised a starting job? Probably not, but it was probably a soft promise. I mean, it was, it was a good, like, he had to have thought that, like, he was coming in. And it was his job. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure. I don't think I'm sure that was the case. about that. I, so if you don't live up to the opportunity, then like that's life, man. You know, like like that's that that's how I look at it. Is like it's we don't we we give him that chance. You either live up to it or you're not, and and you move on. But I think to I think for your original question, which was the coaching staff. I think it's easier for them to justify continuing to play Bryn than it would be to say, hey, we're going to play French instead of Bryn from a fan, from from them looking at it, trying to save their jobs or to, or to keep their jobs here as long as possible, right? Um, and also, too, for, um, I think, just to say, to say that they're trying to do their best to win each and every ball game. Well, right. You know, I and I get that. I think you have to, and I mean, I, I can't even imagine, like, having to do this. Like it's it's a very hard job, right? That's yeah, why they get paid no, a lot it's of money. A difficult job. Um, but but like you, I do think you have to think long term. You have to think, hey, okay, this guy has come in, he's had two bad games. Two games is probably, and I'm not I'm not even saying that that was the case because like Citadel, he was fine, right? But like, let's say like he started like really bad and he like had the same game against the Citadel. Like we still won, but he threw like five picks, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like. At, after that, like, do you like bench him? Then still probably not, because you're like, look, we brought him in for a reason. Let's like work through it um, and try to make up for lost time that we, you know, didn't get in those extra like film sessions and all that kind of stuff um, in uh, in the off season, right when he came in in the spring. Um, but at some point, yeah, you pull the plug, you put in the next guy, knowing that yeah, there's going to be a learning curve there but it's a younger guy and you can like start building on the future. I'm not saying you're giving up on the season, but you basically say like, look, if I pull him like game three, cause it's going really bad. I put in hypothetically French. No, I'm thinking that he could be in contention for QB one next year. Yeah. Right. But knowing that he's not quite ready, let's say he's at 60%, but by playing him for the rest of the season, the remaining, you know, whatever, like, uh, uh, uh eight nine games um that you know maybe it's going to take him three or four to get up to 80 percent or 90 percent right and like maybe we lose those games maybe we don't um but but then you're well ahead for next year and then we can still make a bowl game we can still you know be a successful team it's not again you're not throwing in the towel on the season yeah no but like i i think the you problem gotta, yeah. i think the problem is is we started off really well matt like, like our only two losses through the eight games were yeah. just Jamie and Wisconsin, and it's hard to sit there and justify putting in somebody else when you're six and two and you're in the driver's seat. I, I think the the problem is is that the last three weeks have just made this issue compound and just go crazy because of just how poor the offense is. He's getting worse and the offense is getting worse. Yeah, and it's... it's, it's, With every passing week. With every week. And and it has started since November. It is looking like there's no way to save it. It's it's a sinking ship, right? And there's no way to bring this ship back up to float. It is going down to the bottom of the ocean. And 
that's the frustrating part with fans is that you just saw, again, go back to Georgia State. It, for the most part, that was a fantastic game that was played outside of a couple of series in the third quarter. It was a really real, well-run machine in that game. We played great. Uh, then it's like we go to Texas State and it the wheels fall off. And Yeah, and you're talking about a team that just got a 70 burger yeah, on them by Arkansas I mean, State. Texas State has lost what the last two games. They lost to yeah. Coastal and they lost to Arkansas State. So um and then we go play Marshall, a team that we probably should beat, even though it was their seventy five. Just got shut out by South Alabama. Yeah. yeah. So again, <clears throat> it's it's you I would say that with the three teams that we just played, we honestly probably should be Eight and three at this point. I would. I'm okay with the loss of Texas State. We called that as a as a game that that was going to be hard to win anyways at the beginning of the season. But yep. we should have beat Marshall. And we should have won this game, and yep. to not and for us to not play up to our potential on offense is very frustrating to see because, again, this defense has played well for the most part and has put us in positions to win the game, and to not see it capitalized by the offense is just hundred percent. I mean, just it, it, again. They only give up 20 points. Yes, seven of those was on the final drive. Yes, they gave up the big run that set up the, the game-winning field goal. But you got to think, you know, we, we put – their backs were against the wall for a lot of that mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, they uh, – we had the fumble. Um, they got no points off of that fumble uh, that set them up at, like, the 50-yard yeah, line. The they got a stand. They got the blocked punt where two guys – dive on the football. Dive on the football. Like what? What are you? What are you doing? Trying to pick it up and do something with it? I get that the the Alex Smith kid, you know, had the rugby kick and went rogue and and you know thought he was a AFL uh, Australian <laughs> rules football player, um, you know, and and, and it was just like ran with it. But like you had that, and and you had the the, the tight end. I think it was the the, the same one that the, uh, you know uh, they tried to throw to twice uh, in the. Uh, within the five yard line against Marshall. Um, both of them tried to pick it up. And, and Why not, and man? I mean, if you don't ever hardly get to run with the ball, I'd be picking it up too and running with it. They were trying to punt the ball though, Cody. <laughs> oh, they, they weren't trying to, trying to like pass I it. See yeah. That from our seats. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we're... they both picked it up and, and I get, I get Smith doing it. He's the punter. So it's like, look, he got blocked. I pick it up. I can at least like squib it and get an extra 10 yards. Right. Like just get it off like the side of the foot and maybe like I get a good bounce or something. Yeah. And like I, I get an extra 10 yards out of like a bad situation. But then he whiffs on it. And <laughs> it, it bounces. It does like two bounces. The tight end picks it up and he tries to punt it. And I'm like, dude, you're the four string tight end. Why are you punting the ball? And, and like it's, it's just, it's, it, it, that was bad. But anyway, they only get three points out of that, their offense, after being set up in, in the red zone or in 30 or whatever it was um, in, in good field position and uh yeah so i mean the the defense like you can't just look at that that last drive and be like oh well they they lost the game no the offense lost the game yeah defense put us in a position like you said hold any team to 20 we should be winning those games yeah we should be winning should be close that shouldn't be close at all uh no so all right so we've talked (laughs) about the i want to talk press conference I want to talk. All right, let's get into the press conference. So my my, my friend uh, Josh Aubrey, um, who who I respect and and I've I've known for for a long time. Um, I was a student journalist at Georgia Southern. 
uh, with a George Ann. Um, I was not well liked <laughs> um, a by, long, long by, time ago. A long, long, long time ago. Um, I was I was not well liked by a lot of the football teams. Football Did you teams do? Thought, was your first uh, year under Van Gorder, or was your first year the first year of Hatcher? It was the first year of Hatcher. Okay. I was covering women's soccer the first year of Van Gorder. Okay. Um, my first year covering football was Hatcher's first year. Um, I got to know Hatcher very well. Great man. Um, and uh, but anyway, so I I ruffled a lot of feathers uh, because I had no filter. Surprise, surprise. Um, and <laughs> I uh, I just asked tough questions because this is what I wanted to do, and I got to live that reality. I, I was in journalism for ten years and in sports for the first six of it. Um, but. Back then, and you could argue still now, I mean, we don't even have that many beat reporters, but back then there were very few journalists that covered the team that had a backbone. I mean, it, it, it was just the case, man. Like, it was just like good old boy reporters that like had done it back from, from the art days when they didn't really have anything bad to write about. And they would not ask tough questions when things went. I was going to say, when, Again, when was Tom's ever really tough back then, right? Like time, prior, times prior weren't tough. Exactly, exactly. Like so, there was there, yeah, there was a couple of reporters, Don Heath, and like guys like that. That they're they're fine writers, um, but they never covered a team that faced a lot of adversity until those years. Here comes me, you know, this 18, 19 year old journalist. I don't know any better. I'm in there being like, why'd you go for it on fourth down? Why'd you do this? Why don't we try a different quarterback? And like, it wasn't always well received. Josh Aubrey, um, back then and still to this day, and I'll, I'll say he's even gotten better with it, with the absence of other people asking those hard questions. He asked those hard questions. Um, and frankly, he's the only person that does it. Um, and, you know, so yeah, so so he gets a one-on-one interview with Helton. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about and haven't seen it, um, he uh, and then part of it he asked basically he's harping on the offense of you know just like I said like he he pulled up the stat of the 189 passing yards if you take away the two McAfee uh, passes um, and you know do you trust this offense and and Helton's. Uh, exact I don't want to say exact quote um paraphrasing but it was I'm confident in our offense was that correct Cody it's it was close a very enough. short yeah. response confident in our offense with a smirk kind of at the end and a lot of people took offense to the smirk um thinking that maybe there was some arrogance there um there's a lot to unpack there right it's just a couple word uh answer um to that and of course there's a lot more to the interview and you can go look it up um but you know, it's he coach Helton does coach speak, right? Like he's, he's, he's a pro at this. He's done this for a long time. Um, he's done it with media, with a lot of with experience. High end media and, and, at, and in LA. With, right. I was going to say in LA, I mean, literally the, the biggest or second big, biggest media market in the country. Yeah. Right. Um, and so like he has fielded a lot of tough questions before. He probably wasn't expecting to field a lot of tough questions from Josh <laughs> Aubrey and local Statesboro media, right? But here we find ourselves. So, um, you know, he has that, you know, he doesn't break character often, I would say. He sticks with coach speak. He kind of says all the right things. Um, but, you you know, says a lot without really saying anything, yeah. right? Um and uh, this one, a lot of people took offense to. A lot of people got mad at 
because it did seem to be like a shade of like arrogance in there of like, hey, you're trying to get me to maybe like throw somebody under the bus or like call out my offensive coordinator or call out my quarterback or like, you know, or, or accept accountability and responsibility for myself. And like, I'm not going to do any of the things I'm going to say, I'm confident in our offense, smirk and move on. Yeah. Right. That, that was the perception from fans watching it on Sunday morning when that, when that was released. So Cody, I like you saw it, give me your take on it. Um, and then we'll go. Yeah. I didn't, to me, it seemed like a coach that was pissed off that he lost the game. Right, like, like he's mad. Um, again, Josh already is asking tough questions. He's asking what I feel like are the right questions to ask, um, considering the last three weeks of uh, of play. And I didn't find the smirk to be like offensive in any way, or that it was some sort of sign of arrogance. I just think it was. I think it was just Coach Helton saying, look, I get it. Like, like, all right, I, I, I trust the offense. I understand that there's an issue with it, but, like, I'm not going to say any more than that. And as far as the trust the offense goes, I think he's talking more along the offensive system itself, not so much trusting the coaches or players. I think he understands that the system that we have is a good system. Obviously, we're still averaging over 30 points a game considering the last three weeks, which is still impressive. So he's addressing all that we need to go back to the under yeah, center triple option correct, guys. Yeah. Right. The old guard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had 30 points. What do you say? 32 points last year, 31 points so far this year. 31. So yeah. it's a little bit of a drop off, but relatively it's the same. And I, I, again, I, if you look at the offensive system, it's an effective system. It puts us in positions to win football games when it's ran correctly. Uh, the last three weeks, it has not been ran correctly, and we just have not um, executed. And I, I, he understands that. Uh, I looked at it. Um, he's just mad. I hope he does. I, I he hope just, he understands he, it. Yeah, no, I, think, I think I think he's Cody, just mad. He, he's you know, just you don't you don't get to see behind the curtain. No, um, we don't get to see behind the curtain. And I think when it's, you know, it's fine when things are going well and you have coach speak and it's this and that, oh, we could have still corrected this one thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, but like when you lose three straight and you lose on the way we do against the teams that we've lost to and you have, you know, back to back Novembers that have been forgettable um, and, you know, Helton's just won one game so far in November and very well. And we're going to get to App State here in a second. Um could yeah, that that could continue yeah it could just be one you know, right we could go zero and four in november um this year we could go um over against conference opponents on the road this year um and yeah and just one win uh on the road overall um so i think when things are going bad like they are currently we fans want more than coach speak and, you know, I don't think we're going to get that out of Helton. Um, but what we want to see is behind the curtain, right? So we want some kind of inkling of, like, what's actually being said behind closed doors, what's being said in meetings with Ellis leading up to the next week and, like, hey, things weren't working well or what was that play design or what was that call on third and two when you decided to pass? Like, you know, we want to see those conversations. We want to be that fly on the wall. We can't. Um, but you know, and, and we want to be in the locker room and we want to see what's, what's that conversation in the film room with Bryn? What's that, uh, what's the uh, conversations like, um, at halftime, 
right? When you go in and, and it's, it's a 10-7 game in Paulson and you're losing by three to Old Dominion, right? Like what, on senior night um, with a chance to go 6-0 and at home. Like what is that halftime speech like? We don't know. I don't know. And like Cody, you and I talked about this like pre-show a little bit. You know, I, I think we have different perceptions of what that's like. I think it's more like what we see on camera. Um, out of Helton, you think it's it's vastly different. Yeah, I think the the couple of practices and stuff that I've been able to go to, obviously, um, you know, prior to the season when it's fall camp or when it's you know spring practice, uh, Coach Helton is a little bit more uh, forward and direct with players. Um, it seems, especially on the field and, and at the end of the practice. Uh, again. I think we all would like to see some sort of a version of like a how you see like Nick Saban come across or even Kurt Singetti at JMU at times, but that's just not Coach Helton's personality, and I don't want him to change his personality just to please us fans. But I think at the end of the day, we want to know that something's being done to correct the issue and something. Yeah, being I just done. exactly. I don't. I don't. Again, yeah. like I, I want to be that fly on the wall. You don't have to like be fake. Like, no. or I guess. I guess I don't know. I, maybe that's what we're saying. Like, like you have a perception on camera. It's just like, like, right. Yeah. Everyone acts different with your coworkers versus your friends, right? <laughs> like, you're not going to have the same conversation with your college buddy as you would with your coworker, more than likely. Um, you know, and or or your aunt, great aunt, you know, yeah. like or or, or something at, at, at Thanksgiving, right? You're going to talk. You're going to change your personality, um, be on best behavior, or just you know cut the crap, right? Um, so. So, but I, I want to, I want to see that because like, you know, we heard all of the talk coming in of like, Helton's just a great guy. And that came from the LA media and like, you know, he had his problems at, at, uh, USC, but he's just a super nice guy and got, you know, dubbed the nicest, nicest coach in college football and all of this. And that might be the case, but like, when it gets to this point, you've got to be hard on players. You got to be hard on your coaching staff. You know, you, you, you've got to like motivate them. Well, you got to motivate yeah, them. But and I want to see, or just know that that's happening. And I'm not super confident that it is. See, I think it is. I think at this point in the season, you can't really change a whole lot right now. Um, and you can only, and you, you have to ride with what you ride with. Like you can, you can, <laughs> You can't go in and flip the whole playbook around. You can't go in and, and try to No, but you can instill like the fear of God in players. I mean, you can go in and okay. you can make statements by by benching guys or by saying, hey, <laughs> you know, like I, you can. You can make statements like that. You, like, Okay. All right. So uh, d- benching who besides the quarterback? Is there anybody else that you would want to see bench besides Brent at this point? I think some of the offensive linemen maybe rotate them out and, and see, I think, um, honestly, uh, with wide receivers, I'd like to see the, um, the Josh Dallas kid get more play. Like when, when he got in, like he looked pretty good. And I, I think he might be one of our wide receivers of the future. Like, yeah, play, play some of the young, young guys, play some of the, the older guys that haven't got a lot of chances, um, at this point in the season, like play, I want to see fight and fire out of this team, and we're not seeing it, Cody. 
We're not seeing it. All in the so I want to put whoever I want to. I want to on everything. Well, I I, I think I think I want to. I think I th- more on the offensive side defense, of the ball. Defense, defense is a different story. I, defense is defense is a different story. We've got some leaders there, right? Yes. I think we have more leaders on defense than we do on the offensive side of the ball. I think that is one of the biggest differences from last year and this year. I think Calvin Treese was a great leader. I don't have a lot of confidence that Davis Brin is that. Nothing has shown me otherwise of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed like the players played for Kyle. He, you know, uh, acclimated to the program very quickly. I mean, like people are like holding, you know, that now he's going to play in Canadian Football League, and like, and everybody's wishing him the best of luck and all this. Like he became a part of the program. He was here for twelve months, right? Yeah, but like he became. Like he's gonna go down in history. He's, he's already in the record books. I don't think Bren's gonna pass him. Bren's at like thirty two hundred yards. Um, he's not gonna throw for a thousand yards in two games probably. Um, so uh, he's gonna hold on to the all uh, the single season passing record, um, and he might for years to come. Who knows? Um, but you know he like I think, and we said this like I think. Kyle Van Trees has a legacy at Georgia Southern in just one year. He's, he's the J Bo Shaw of the FBS era. Um, you know, he came in and helped transition an offense that, you know, through a complete 180 and complete change and did it in a big way and stepped up as a leader and came in and acted like he had been here for four mm-hmm. years when he'd only been here a year. Yeah. Like, but, um, Bryn hasn't done that, and I think we're lacking leadership on the offensive side of the ball. And no, I think that's lacking, a, I think that's a correct yeah. um, correct way to kind of view that. You're right. And with Van Treese, it like he'd be like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna load this team up on my back, and and we're gonna find a way to win the game." Whereas yep. with our offense this year, I don't see really we look scared. I mean, that, yeah, that, that that has stepped up to do that. Uh, he tied it. He tied it 17-17. That was the only time this year that we've we, we talked about, right? Like do you have can you be uh can you perform in crunch time? Right? And we saw several times this year where we had comfortable leads start to slip away. ULM comes to mind, right? Pick 6 needs to seal it. Yeah. Um Coastal starts coming back. Uh, Georgia State, I would say that was pretty. I mean, defense helped out there as well mm-hmm. um, to seal it. But um, with with that pick six, right? But uh, yeah, that that one they started to make it a little too close for comfort. But then we pulled away. Um, but yeah, he he wasn't in those Nebraska situations, App State situations, JMU situations where it's like you you got thirty seconds go make make a play. Yeah. Defense just gave up a score. You got to go win it. Um, he was put in that situation, and and to his credit, he he did. He came down and tied it. And it was the defense that that gave it up. When of course we don't know what would have happened if that wasn't the case. It went to overtime. Um, but yeah. So, but but again, like it's it's not just how he performs; it's how the whole team like performs around around him. that. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. No. Um, and the last three weeks just have not been it. And and. I think this is, you know, us fans, when when we are that outside looking in, it's frustrating because you feel, you see that something's wrong, but you have no control over how to fix it, and you're hoping that Ellis and his staff can. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, when you start getting back to, we'll go back to Helton. When you start getting back to, you just need to start yelling and, and fussing. Uh, that's fine, but you got to make sure it's done with a purpose and, and it's done with, with some reasoning behind it. You just can't go in there and throw chairs around. Just I to, mean, just of course. Throw, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not suggest. Yeah. Let's speak. I'm not, I'm not suggesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and especially if that's not his personality normally, <laughs> because that's not right. Cause they're going to be like, who is this like juggling? No, high guy, but right? I like, think there needs to be an honest conversation and, yeah. with the offensive side of the ball. And even if you have to exclude the quarterbacks and just say, Hey, quarterbacks go somewhere else sit down with the receivers, O-line, and running backs and tight ends and say, hey, who who do y'all feel is is the best leader for at the quarterback position? And who do you feel like you will play the hardest for these last two games? And if yep. it's Bryn, fine, roll with Bryn. If it's French, roll with French. If it's somebody else, if it's Gerald, then roll with it. But I agree. At, least, yeah. at least get the offensive side the ball get all of them together to agree is for these last two games. They just need that fight, man. Yeah. Like they, that they're they just missing to, that they fight. They need to come together and say, who are we playing for? Who are we fighting for? We have for? some great players on offense yeah. and, and Caleb Hood and seniors, right? And Caleb Hood and Jalen White. And I'm not saying those guys aren't playing hard like every week. And Burgess but like too, it, man. And, and, and Burgess. But like you have seen some guys that were household names last year that are – not having their number called very often or when they do like it's, it's not a good throw or maybe it's a drop and it's on them. But like, you know, you, you, like it just seems like we had a, we had a prolific offense last yeah. year and yes, it's ran through the quarterback, but I think something is to be said of like, you know, why aren't we seeing, you know, great plays and hard play and all this out of everyone else because they all, again, it all runs to the quarterback. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I think there's something to that. I, I really do. Like I could be dead wrong. Like, I mean, they all could absolutely love Bren and, you know, or playing hard for them. It just, the eye test isn't showing. No, it doesn't like, show just, that. It did. Yeah. And again, you get back to, it just kind of hit me. There have been times in which I feel like certain players have kind of disappeared, whether there'll be a game, like Hood this past game, yes. four receptions, 28 yards. Hood, Burgess, and several there games. Certain Burgess games is, yeah. yeah, where they just seem to just kind of disappear, whereas last year, Burgess, every game that he was able to play. We're really Hood. missing a wide receiver three, I'll say. I We're think really we missing a wide receiver three. I just three. don't know if... Who, though? I think I think we don't know who it is. I think that's the problem. Last year it was Singleton or, or uh, Jones, Amari Jones, right? Like they were three and four, correct? I mean, it was it was no Hood, Singleton Burgess. was one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Singleton, Burgess, and Jones were the main three. Uh, Singleton, Burgess, and Jones, but not in that order. I mean, it was Hood. Oh, you had Hood, yeah, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, you had four um, legit guys that were great, and you still have correct. guys that are great. You, think, you have a lot of talent. You have Cobb. You have uh, Jet, you have um, uh, Barden, you have Queeley, but I think it's a lot of the, like you're you're seeing those guys like piecemealed, like here and there, like Anthony Queeley with a with a touchdown catch, Barden had the big uh, catch against Marshall, right? But like where was he? This you don't game? have that. I don't like feel like he was. Where was he yeah. this game? I don't even know if he had a target. Right, so it's like, and Dalen Cobb had the big catch against uh, Georgia State. Where was he? Where has he been the last couple of weeks? Well, he had the touchdown you know, against like, Marshall, but yeah, no, he didn't have the touchdown against Marshall. But you're, but, yeah. but you're right. It feels like it. It, it is a. Um, it's not consistent. 
It's not consistent. Right. Tight ends. Upshaw. I get like he's been injured some, but it's like he's either like he gets targeted once or twice in a game, and then you never see him. If, and and usually it's successful. Mm-hmm. Usually, or and then you never hear him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like why are we not? And that's not all on Bryn. That's play calling. Um, you know, are, are we, are, are we recognizing who our best playmakers are and who our mismatches are? You have a six, seven tight end, throw them the ball. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you no. You know, I mean, so. I mean, who are they going to match up on them? Either a linebacker or a corner, both of which are going to be smaller yeah. than he is. He should be able to outjump anybody. Um, yes. so. I mean, against JMU, he had, I think, two catches for like 40 yards or something. Yeah. And then they never targeted him again. <laughs> It's just it's 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 crazy. Yeah. And that's then, not that I, no, I don't think that's back to play calling. You look at a red zone offense at times, which can be very frustrating. Um, or a short down and distance. It's like it's almost at times better for us to be third and six and third and eight than it is to be third and two or third and one. At times. I agree. Like it's just hundred percent. Yeah, I, I get and, super and nervous just, on the third and shorts. I get super ner- because we get in our own heads. El- yeah, Ellis we overcomplicate it. And he overcomplicates it. He tries to run a gadget play. He tries to run like some weird like reverse pop pass. He tries to throw to a four string tight end when we have a six seven tight end that's in there that's transferred from Kentucky. Um, he doesn't hand the ball off to Jalen White. We had that one drive against Old Dominion, and I called it out on Twitter. I called it out on Twitter, and it, it was we were we were set up in the it was third or it was first and seven I think or first and five. Something like that. First and five. Um, first and goal from the five. And I said, you know, it should be three straight handoffs to, to Jalen White. Not necessarily up the middle, just three handoffs to Jalen White. Um, first was an incomplete pass that was offensive pass interference. So backed us up. Second was uh, a dangerous ball that, like, should have been intercepted, but they called defensive pass interference, so it gave us the yards back. And then we run with Jalen White from the seven yard line. He runs it right in touchdown um, first <laughs> touchdown of the game. And it's like, what, what is happening? Why? Like it, it feels like we're in an episode of the twilight. Zone. Yeah. No. Like it's like, what, you know, like I, why wouldn't you just do that on first down? Yeah. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I completely make sense to me. Um, or, or you or do the little wide receiver pass that, that is helpful at getting two to three yards just to keep it going forward. Something that is that you know is going to get you some positive yardage and that you know will will get you close to the end zone and not feel like you're wasting it down um, or wasting the try. So no, I, um, there's there's a lot. I don't know if I'm if I'm Coach Helton. I think I look at this week coming up with app, and I say to the team. 2024 starts today, right? Like, like we have played ourselves out of the conference championship. We have played ourselves out of, um, and that includes like the players that yeah. we want to roll with. And I all, mean, all it, the is, it is, yeah. I mean, th- there's a few seniors that I continue to let play. Obviously, Hood White, if, if White's healthy enough. Um, but I think you look at it, it's like 2024 starts now, and and you start. I I would go with one of probably the hardest week of practices you could go with prior to a yes. game, and I 100%. would start I would start filtering people out, and start to get people to understand that how we prep for this year, how we came into this year, but 
was to my point earlier, Cody, enough. do you think like I was, you know, we were debating like yelling and stuff. And like, if you're a cool, like level headed, uh, you know, calm, cool and collected guy, are you suddenly going to go in and start throwing chairs and like yeah. slamming on lockers? No. Well, have we been doing hard practices? I don't know. I'm not there, but do you think that we have? I don't think we I have. Think, I think I don't think we've whatever it is practices. that we're doing, we need to turn it up. A notch. Yeah, but how is that? How is that? Is it too late for that? To your point, I, I think no, I think I going think in so. and, I think, and I think, changing your demeanor is easier to do than changing your practice cadence, like changing like your intensity and in practice. No, I, I think, think that's very different. No, I mean it may be harder to to plan and prep for, but I think you got to do it. I think you got to show something that's a jolt, right? And I don't know. To me, actions. Can get a, a that, I don't that, know, man. that point I'm, across better than I'm than a manager, and it's like can. I can get stern and be like, "We need to get you know stuff done, and like do this, and here's your deadline." But like, if all of a sudden I go back to my uh, my team and I'm like, "You need to up production like tenfold, or we're like really gonna knock it out like that," like that's not gonna go over well. Like it, it's you know if if that's not what they're used to, I I I don't know. It, it's just it, I I think that's a more jarring situation than like a change in demeanor of like hey i'm usually like you know cool-headed guy but now like all of a sudden i'm like raising my voice a little bit because we i mean we've heard enough of that like yeah. he can like he can yell like he you know did the whole thing about eagle creek and all of that like so i don't know I, like i i feel like if if they are having softer practices and not doing full contact and not going as long as they could. And like, uh, yeah, like all of a sudden you switch that up and week, whatever we're in 10, 11, 11, 12. Um, I guess it's week 13, <laughs> but, um, whatever week but yeah, is. like whatever week it is, you switch it up now. Like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think it's too late for that, but I agree. I agree with you. I would like because we have to do something different. No, gotta, is, is, is it too late different. to make a, a difference in terms of how we're going to play on Sunday? I mean, on Saturday, yeah. But is it a okay, way? Is, I hear is, you. is, is it All a right. way to get it setting across? a precedent for yes, next year? Yes, it got is, it, yes, got it, yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about trying okay. to win this game. It's just, it okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. No, this is I think a lost cause. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. get into that. Um, so <laughs> it is. It it is hate week. If there's anything to hold or or oh hang our hat on, is this the most like um, lackluster, almost um, not looking forward to this game as it has probably ever been? No, I just kind of so. feel I, dejected. I don't, I don't have a I don't have a year to throw out, but I feel like I'm trying to think maybe like oh eight or oh nine, but I can't. Yeah, think of, it's recency bias. I think def yeah definitely the I mean the or oh the no, no the twenty twenty one series, the twenty twenty one year after Lunsford been fired and, and we knew who Helton was correct um, that that was, was uh, yeah definitely yeah. not looking forward to that that was bad um, the summer's years was bad yeah. those are the ones that come yeah. to mind and then maybe some FCS years but. Um, no, yeah. I just it just I, I mean, it just feels it just feels like whatever. I'm dejected, man. Like, I'm 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 completely yeah. dejected. Say, saying that, like you know, I would uh, you know, and, and as much as we were like kidding around at the beginning with the New Mexico State stuff, like I'm gonna watch every minute of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, when I could be like spending time with my wife and like 
doing holiday things and, um, you know, whatever, like Christmas shopping and stuff like, um, I'm going to be watching every minute of the game, um, (laughs) because like I'm a glutton for punishment and like, I hope I, 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 I hope things go our way, but I have very little confidence going into this game. Um, because we have not shown that we can win on the road. Um, again, we've only won run, one road game this year, and it was basically against an FCS opponent in Ball State. Um, and we're what? We're we've won three road games under Helton, something like that. It's it's very because it's Old Dominion, yeah. Nebraska, and and Ball State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three road games. So we won. No, uh, right. and only <laughs> one in one in conference. Yeah, one in conference. So, again, it, we have not played well on the road. This is we've we've talked about this forever um, on this podcast. Uh, even going back to what I think the Lunchford years, we have just not been a very good road team. So, with that being said, um, obviously there are a few coaches on this App State staff. Just a few <laughs> that like an analyst and like uh yeah like yeah uh, a defensive coordinator one of the like one of like the support support guys or something yeah. like the guy that tapes ankles yeah <laughs> um no yeah but their no, their entire coaching staff is, uh, is Lunsford staff um at least <laughs> half I feel like is is as yeah. part of Lunsford staff um strength and conditioning the defensive coach. staff is De- strength and conditioning coach the linebackers DC. coach the the mustache guy yeah. Um, uh, DC Cabral, of course, uh, the defensive Which, did line. you see the, the, the post or tweet, whatever they're called on X now? Revenge something. Yeah. yeah. Payback by, uh, um, oh payback. my goodness, by, uh, gosh, the artist is slipping my mind. He's from Augusta. Um, I can see him now. Um, James Brown. Oh, so, yeah. uh, but no, um, obviously, um, there are some on that staff that are even how much, more. How much do you think game. that matters? How I much do you think that matters? Because 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 the for players Cabral, don't care. For Cabral, it does. Oh f- oh, for the coaches, it matters a ton. For the players, do they give two craps? I mean, like, is it going to make a difference? I mean, I yes, it's, it, it's still Georgia Southern. It's still it's still the, a huge rivalry State game. Players, yeah, I think they'll play for their coaches. You know how you know how all the players under Cabral love them. Um, so they'll play for him hard. Uh, I don't, I don't know if like that scenario makes the difference, but may, maybe it does. I don't know. I, I think like in a couple of years, like when we go to USC, if Helton's still around, um, <laughs> no, and, and, and don't, don't read into that. I'm not saying like, I mean, he, he could be not around on his own accord. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. But like, um, if, if he's still around in two years when we play them, are the players going to like play that game that much harder because I think he so. coached there years so. ago. Yeah, it's a way of payback. Or, it's a way to show up. It's a way or, to say that, hey, look, you were the big old program. Or is it just you because you're playing USC and you want to like show that you're just as good? No, you know, I think like, there's I think there's a little bit to it. I mean, come on. He he obviously USC threw him out. He's gonna go back there. Yeah, let's go show him. He is, but are the players gonna yeah, like is, are, is it gonna matter that much yes, more? Yes, yes, yes. Um right. <clears throat> So yeah, I think that'll be part of it, and um, but even more so will be last year's game and how they lost that because there's there's a lot of players that are still on that team from last year. Oh yeah, no. So see, that's the thing, and like I know we have 
a history of playing spoiler tap state, right? And and I don't need to go through the history. I think everybody listening to this knows it. Um and, and vice versa. Um, but we've we've unfortunately have, have been uh, the role of spoiler more often um, than they have yeah. because of the positions that we're in when we play this game, especially since we've been playing it um, for the last couple of years at the end of the season, app state has been in better positions to win the conference, to make a new year six bowl, um, to finish undefeated um, coming in ranked uh, right. Even when we played in October uh, and yeah, we always play spoiler. Uh, so once again, they have a chance now where, of course, out of, uh, the Sunbelt East, uh, title hopes, um, they are still in it Two team race. Now them and coastal, of course, JMU don't need to go deep into that. We all know that the waiver was denied, um, and, uh, they're not going to get their way. What? Um, yeah, they're filing lawsuits no as we speak. Way. They are filing law. <laughs> they are writing away at legal documents. Um, but, but antitrust. Uh, yeah, oh man, the Brett McMurphy tweet was gold. That was great. That yeah. was that was so good. Saying that they need to change that <laughs> that that as soon as I, I, and it was like minutes. It was like minutes after App won that game, and they were like they're already position petitioning and uh, filing a lawsuit saying that the overtime rules need to change and that uh, in a tied situation um, it doesn't go into overtime and that the home team gets the win. <laughs> um, so, so much shade, but, um, but yeah, they're ineligible. So two team race coastal and app state coastal only with two conference losses. They just lost a monk in an army. Of course, a non-conference game that was in Conway and they get uh, JMU this week in Conway to close out the regular season. Um, how does JMU respond after, you know, their perfect season was uh, destroyed with, uh, with app state loss and overtime. Um, are, are they, you know, really what? angry and come out Man. and, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, that's going to be really interesting. I just thought like, about this. This, this is, this is a, a terrible way to look at this game, but if we win, we put coastal into the championship game. And if we lose, we put app in just a, oh, yeah. just a so pick your poison. Yeah. Just pick your poison. <clears throat> but no, I, it's, I mean, I, I, obviously we want coastal to go in, right? I mean, we, yeah, we like, want to beat app. Yeah. We want to beat app and obviously and we want to just eight. win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, in in that as much as I dislike Coastal Carolina, I hate App State more. OK, <laughs> yeah. I will fully admit I was starting to really hate James Madison. <laughs> Not as much. As, I mean, for a single season, um, they were starting to become, you know, just insufferable uh, for a while. Um and some of their fans are, are just terrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but they'll learn, you know, they'll learn that this is an FCS and they can't just like run through people and um, every, every game's a fight. And no matter how much, you know, the, when the national attention gets on you, spotlight gets on you, um, you know, um, the bullseye's on your back. Right. And no one knows that more than App State. Um, and they're the ones that hit the bullseye. Right. Yeah. Um, against them. But we've hit that bullseye a couple times against App State and we have another chance, maybe not quite as high profile, um, but, you know, knocking them out of a ranking or knocking them out of a New Year six uh, berth. But um, but yeah, we can we can spoil their their chances at, uh, um, you know, a, a, a 
great season turnaround and uh, getting into the conference championship. Yeah, no, and um, just to kind of catch folks up on the App State season, if you didn't know, they kind of went through a low spot um, in their season during October, right? Losses to Coastal into Old Dominion. Um, and then they uh, fo- followed by what should have been or uh, preceded, I should say, by what should have been a loss at ULM. Yes, they 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 won. They uh, they were losing to ULM pretty much the entire game and uh, uh, won on a field goal yep. on a long. Field and goal. then they played Southern Miss, which is one of the worst teams out in the Western Division and a back and forth high scoring game that they were able to pull away in the fourth quarter. And really, ever since that game. App State has been a different team. They blew out Marshall. They blew out Georgia State. They beat James yep. Madison. Um, and so you've seen sort of the opposite with App State um, compared to us. We were very good coming out in September and October and has fallen off in November, whereas App was sort of not looking too hot in September and October. Obviously, if you were on um, social media, you saw a lot of people wanting to fire uh, their coach, um, yep. and now last three weeks they've put it together. They've they've gone on this a, a really good role. I can't I can't deny it. When you beat uh, Marshall and Georgia State in just not even close games, and then you go and you beat James Madison, that's a heck of a run on the road. On the road. On the road. Yeah, yeah. two of those games on the road. Their only their only home loss was uh, to Coastal Carolina. Yeah, twenty seven, so, twenty four national TV audience. Yeah. Yep. So that was on a Tuesday night in October. So, yep. um, it's really a tale of two programs going in two totally different directions. You have App that is on the upswing, that is and looking. We're reeling. Yeah, you know, they are looking to go and and actually fight and win their way into the conference championship game. What's that like, Cody? Uh, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. <there> you go. <laughs> No, and then you have us who have literally played our way out of it. We had it, we had like a two, three game lead going into November, and we literally have just watched that go away. So it it was like we thought that like the season ended in October. Yeah, again, that goes back to lunch for two as far as winning the big rivalry game at the end of October and then just completely forgetting how to play football the rest of the year. So, um, it's yeah. Obviously, the spread on this is eight and a half favored for App. That's you know obviously that's understandable considering the direction of the football programs right now. Um, the big thing with this obviously is hoping that your offense shows up right because we've got to score points. If if we don't show up, if we, yeah, if we don't, we're put, not gonna we're not gonna win twenty to seventeen. No, no, if we don't show up and put at least thirty points on the board, we're not gonna um, win the I game. Agree. Uh, our defense has got to get at least two turnovers. I feel like, and we either have got to shut down their run game or shut down their passing game. Um, Aguilar has grown as a quarterback throughout the season. Um, he's gotten better each and every game. And obviously, their running attack is the running attack. That's that has always been the case. It does not matter who the running back is; um, they have great running backs. They get great depth at running back. They're going to be able to run the ball. So, low of thirty degrees, <clears throat> Cody. Yeah, Saturday and night. also too, it's going to be cold as all get out. So, yep. again, if, for well, us, there I don't are think certain. That's that cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mister Colorado. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like. Yeah. 
But uh, outside no, no, no. And short sleeve. Yeah, we have to. I don't know how you turn it around in a week. I don't know how you get the offense to start clicking again. Um, but we've got to figure it out if we have any. If we want to have any chance to win this game, for the defense, you've got to just block out the distractions. You got to block out the noise. Um, you can't worry um, what the offense is doing and how they're and how they're going about their business, but continue to improve like you've been doing um, in November. And and continue to to get better, and you have a great opportunity and a great test to go out there and show what you can do. I think <clears throat> App is going to try to do their best to to not just beat us, but to humiliate us. Um, yes. There's obviously we talked about the coaching staff connections there. Uh, nothing would I think tickle a lot of the uh, Lunchford staff if if they were to have a big victory against us on Saturday. To not just not to for anything against the Helton, but I think it's more toward Binko and obviously how things ended um, in 2021. Oh, yeah. So, I don't think it's – I don't think they no, care no, no, about yeah, Helton yeah. at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so – but, no, I I mean, Matt, I I, I dread <laughs> this game. I really do. I'm not do. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the first time in, in a couple of years yeah. that, that I'm not and, looking forward to this. You know, I, he, I just want, like – I hope it goes well, yes. but it's, it's, you know, and I'm just, yeah, I like, I mean, I'm not holding my breath. I'm just not no. holding my breath. And Mm-mm. you know, if, if, if the football gods are in our favor, then so be it. And you know, we'll go into a bowl game with seven wins instead of six and six. Yeah. So, but, uh, no, it's obviously at the rock. They're, they're paying homage to Marty Edwards. Um, they're retiring his number, I believe up there this week. Um, no, that was a <laughs> that was obviously quarterback that had our number um, a couple of years. Um, there are some and really a quarterback that we could have had. Yeah, depending on who you want. Yep, yep, depending on who you want and to listen to. We could add. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yep. but um, he was a Georgia, he was a Georgia kid, right? High school football, and um, he we were top of the list, but we uh, we went a different direction. Um, yeah. with with the offense that we ran. It's amazing what um, what damage you can do when you fire a head coach um, out of emotion. So let that maybe be a lesson to us. It Damn. is um, – no, he had a great career up there at App State. Obviously um, – Beat Michigan. They beat Michigan. Obviously during that 07 season, we pulled off one of the greatest upsets against App at the Rock. So – Yep. Uh, Only team to beat him that year. Yep. What, yeah, was it the only? Yeah, I guess we were the only team that beat them. Yeah. Okay. We 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 claimed ourselves uh, Big Ten champs. <laughs> there were T-shirts. I had um, one. So, <laughs> um, it, but no. Um, it will be. They will be fired up. The fans will be fired up. Obviously, they ride a big wave of momentum. Honestly, you can't you can't like come up with more reasons for like App State to want to win this football game. Yes, which which I almost almost and like the the not the head but the heart of me um, wants to like index on that and say like maybe that's actually our hope because like you look at like JMU right and like they had like every reason to win that game keep the perfect season alive stick it to the ncaa after the waiver was denied 
maybe give life to whatever their 14th, 10 millionth effort to like overturn <laughs> the things and, and do the lawsuit. Yeah. Um, they have college game day there and they have a record crowd, like shout out to them. Like that, that was very impressive. Um, you know, but like everything going in their favor, but then lose that football game. Maybe there's something to that, right? Like the emotions get too much. Like your emotional bank is just too high. It's, it's overdrawn. Um, and you know, something doesn't translate to the football field and you lose the game. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm hoping for in this like rivalry Edwards honored, um, uh, East division title on the line, you know, like that's uh, yeah, revenge of last year, the coaching staff, like you name it. There's so many things. What do we have? Like salvage our season and beat up state like that, you know, like, yeah. I'm not saying that that's not a lot. Like that alone is a lot, but like it's uh, yeah, they, they have so much going for them. Yeah, they do, and, um, and they would have um, honestly, just from our perspective, if if the coaching staff wants to buy themselves some some grace, win this football game. Oh yeah, win this football game. Yeah, people will. I mean, I mean, and Helton should know more than anyone like uh, of that, right? Like you beat your rivals. You're gonna like yeah. bind yourself sometimes. Look at uh, like speaking of LA. Look at the UCS or the yeah UCLA USC game this past week. Um, obviously UCLA won, and now folks are saying, well, should Chip Kelly really be fired, <laughs> and shouldn't it be more on Lincoln Riley at this point, considering you know how those programs have played out this year? But yeah, yeah. no, it's 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 if you want to. If you want to cool your seat off a little bit and, and buy yourself some grace, go win this game up and out. I just hope we don't like harp on that for a whole season, though, because that is one thing I noticed. Like with the coach speak of Helton, it's like last year. It's like, yes, it was year one. It was transition, and there were a lot of high marks, right? Beating a Power Five team for the yeah. first time, you did that as FBS program. Uh, in Nebraska, um, beating a ranked James Madison team at home and knocking them off their high horse, beating App State, your rival at home, keeping them out of a bowl, going to a bowl yourself, um, and all in, like, dramatic fashion, um, right? So, like, yes, it was very exciting. There were a lot of exciting moments, and so far we have the same amount of wins as last year, but I would say last year was a lot more excitement, right? There, there was a lot more ex- to me at least that th- there was there was a lot more exciting games yes. than this year. Yes. We've seen a lot more separation and I mean I, I like my heart thinks <laughs> you know like <clears throat> my heart and my health is thankful for that um because you know the the JMU game and the Nebraska game that I was there for in Lincoln and um App State at the end of the year I mean all those like almost went into cardiac arrest oh, right yeah. like yeah. so but so so yes that's fine but my my point is is you heard it all off season and then even throughout this year when anyone mentions like oh like uh you know year 1 to year 2 oh we had all these great things to hang our hat on like I don't want it to become like if if we do beat app, I don't want it to be like a storyline for like the next 12 months. Like it's we had not, another will, mediocre needs to be. disappointing season. Right. Okay, like so, even if we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say not disappointing. I want to say that that we had put ourselves in a situation for a great season. If we finish seven and five, is it still a disappointment? We talked. It is. It is. It but is. but again, I think it's when, an improvement on last year, at least it is when you, I was, when you, I, I don't know if we should get into this conversation now, but if you look at the first year in Helton, 
you can maybe say that three of those six wins, I don't want to say we're lucky, but we needed some a lot of help and a lot of luck to, to get to get up to six wins, right? You needed a field goal to be missed, a chip shot to be missed when we played App State. You needed um, Nebraska to, to, to completely fall apart the way that they did. Um, we probably should have only made three or four wins the first year. We were able to pull off six. This year, sure. I feel like the six wins that we have, we legitimately won those six we games. Earned we, we, earned, earned, we earned those, yeah. right? And so it's it's I feel like we're a lot better overall team. Defense is a lot better. Offense, yes, has, has regressed a little bit, but it's not a huge regression back. And we feel I agree like, with and, you. And, and, I think that's why people are mad yeah. though, Cody. I like no, no, I think I, people I, recognize I, I, I recognize that. it. Yeah. But the P I think we there's if we can fix the quarterback position, if we can get better quarterback play and and better play calling, then then there, the problems that we see now are fixable problems that they should be able to address in the offseason going forward. Hundred percent. You so, get you get a better quarterback in, get some line yeah. help. So um, there's, which I know that's easier said than done, but like, yeah. Um, but yeah, better play calling, and then, and then the defense, and yeah. then the defense not regress and just like I mean, of course it'd be great if they improve, but like I think it, like, they will. It'll like, be second like, year into Bailey as yeah. he stays. I mean, I think, I agree. I think I agree. I think and then he brings improve. in his guys. Yeah. And yeah, again, as we've said, make the the offseason conditioning a little bit tougher. Get the guys a little bit more mentally prepared and mentally tough to handle. Because again, in November again, we were falling apart. Again, I think a lot of that has to deal with mental toughness and and in, in the grind of the season. So everything I think is going to be there for twenty twenty four. But yeah, I I want the the next twelve months to be able to say yeah we beat out. And I want Coach Elton to be able to Not use that. Not that we limped into the postseason yeah. and yeah. then lost a ball game. And yeah, no, I, and, I mean, and, ending eight and four and to say, will be a lot more. And to say yeah, that we'll, we'll, we have yeah. a big road win at the end of the season when, honestly, Marshall looked the best road game that we played. First conference road win yeah. of the season, just second in Helton's era. So, like, and yeah. first legitimate one, because, I mean, let's be honest, Old Dominion wasn't good last year. Um, you know, like, no. so, oh yeah, that's the other game too, that, that they had a bunch of completely, they fell apart in the red zone. Um, yeah. So no, it's, uh, no, I, again, uh, we can all be disappointed. Signature, when, we need a signature yes. conference road win. There you go. Win against our rival, salvage November and yes. go one and three again. Um, and then, you know, take some momentum into the bowl game. Um, I don't think it will necessarily change what bowl game we ultimately get that no, much, as won't. much as much as people think. Um, but just carry some momentum into it. Uh, I think seven and five looks a lot better than six and six, just in my opinion. Um, uh, in in the little like score line, uh, right? Uh, when when you're playing that bowl game, and um, and then yeah, and then have a chance to to get to eight wins, and then and two wins better than last year is 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 an improvement, yeah. and it's something to build on for next year. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> um. I don't know, Cody. Anything else? No, no. Um, if you're looking for X's and O's take, no, we haven't had time to look it out. We just know that they got a, a 
obviously their 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 offense is good, their defense is well, good. Well, it's the same old play. I yeah. mean, you've got you've got Nate Noel, right, the running back. Yep. Um he's only got seven hundred eighty seven yards. I think he was dealing with some injuries. Yeah, I think he's uh, been this injured. year. He's been in and out. Um I think he's back though. Um I could yes. be wrong though. Um, I think you're right. Uh, well, let's see real quick. Um, I can tell you. So he did play against JMU. He had 10 carries for only 21 yards. Um, so he's back. He had 86 yards against Georgia State um, and only 20 against Marshall. So right. he is their so. leading receiver. But, yeah, Calhoun, I think, is their – or no, not Calhoun. Um, yeah, not having as good of a year as, as he has in the past. He was uh, – um, 2021 was his breakout year with almost 1,200 yards. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like you said, the the quarterback. Um, he's really good. He's he's good, and he's he's gotten a lot better, right, Aguilar? Yes. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, and, uh, he's he's close to Bryn. I mean, he's uh, uh, almost 3,000 yards uh, passing, only eight interceptions to Davis Bryn's 13. 29 touchdowns to Davis Brin's 22. Um, and he's only thrown 353 times. Davis Brin's thrown 476. 476. That is, I mean. And has completed almost 80 more. No, he has completed 82 more passes than Aguilar. And yet has seven correct. less touchdowns, five more interceptions, and roughly yardage. 200 more yardage, 200, 200 more yards than so less yards. Yeah. Uh, put that in perspective in terms of efficient offenses and efficient. very, very efficient. That's about as efficient of yeah. quarterback play as you could ask for. So, um, again, <clears throat> it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we prep, how we come out. Um, the atmosphere, I think it's sold out already, but it's going to be, it's going to be one of the hardest places to play even more so than probably Wisconsin. They'll have um, 30, yeah, 30 plus, yeah. 35 plus, 38, the, the numbers like won't, that. The number of attendance won't match Wisconsin, but the intensity and, and the difficulty to play there will match it for sure. So, Yeah, how, how loud it is. <clears throat> yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it, it's not impossible. We have won on that godforsaken mountain before. Um, we'll see what happens this year. I hope we do. Lord, I hope we do, because uh, the next what month before or not month, but yeah, next three weeks before bowl, a couple of weeks, yeah. That will be that will be a that'll be tough to have to to hear about an zero and four November. Yeah, yeah, no, that's gonna. I don't want to talk about that, Matt. Yeah, it just no, I don't either. And I mean, again, it probably won't change the bowl, but like it makes going to Montgomery playing a MAC team or or what whatever <laughs> ends up being like. It makes it at least like a little bit more enticing, right? Yes. Like if yes. uh, going in with, with the winning record instead of five hundred, um, and and on a four game losing streak, you're on a one game winning streak, right? Um, so let's hope for that, Cody. Um, again, low expectations, but I've had those before going in these games, <laughs> and, and they proved me wrong. So please, please prove me wrong again. Um, and yeah, we're not a New Mexico state podcast. We're a Georgia Southern podcast and we're proud of it. We do bleed blue. Um, and, uh, we thank our sponsor in can cut, um, it's hail Southern and no place else. And, uh, as always, um, uh, Cody hate app state and, uh, as, and hail Southern. Yeah. Beat app hail Southern.